Hi, I'm Allison Galloway-Gonzalez, and this is Purple Crayon. Hey, everybody. Um, We're going to get started, but I just wanted to let you know, um, after we recorded this, we realized we'd gone a little long, and I uh, failed to introduce our guests today very properly, so um, I just want to set this up a little bit. We have three amazing, classically trained professional musicians, uh, and they are all family, Uh, Sue Lee, Noah Lee, and Sydney Lee are going to be joining us, um, and they're going to be talking about uh, how they give back to the community and how they engage in advocacy for music education. We're going to go ahead and go straight into the conversation today. I don't need to give a background. You're going to hear a little bit about uh, the arts coming in and out of the school system um, and, and what we can do about it throughout the interview. But um, no background uh, this this episode. We're just going to go straight in and start talking. Today's guests are Sue Lee, Sydney Lee, and Noah Lee, and they are, as you guessed it, family members. Um, I met the Lees two years ago now, I believe, and um, we've been doing some programming together here in Jacksonville, but they're actually calling from different parts of the world. So if you guys uh, wouldn't mind uh, saying hello, introducing yourself, and telling us where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Sydney, and um, I'm currently in Philadelphia studying at the Curtis Institute of Music, and I'm very excited to be a part of this podcast. (laughs) My name is Noah. Currently, my mother and I are calling from Oakland, New Jersey, and I'll be attending Harvard University uh, in the fall next That's right. Congratulations are in order, Noah. That's exciting. And Sue, you're there with Noah. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Noah and Sydney's mom. Nice to meet everyone, although through podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit today, if you guys don't mind, um, about Back to Bach and your project and your travels. And then um, we'll get into all the fun stuff that we did together in Jacksonville. Um, but can maybe we start with Noah? Um, to get us started with the Back to Bach project. Explain that to, to the listeners who don't know about it, uh, how it came about, and what the organization's mission is. Yes. Uh, so the Back to Bach project started uh, about four years ago. Um, and basically, I had amazing opportunities to, to participate in some programs like From the Top, which is a radio program, as well as Juilliard and Aiken. Uh, which is a f- festival down in Aiken, uh, South Carolina. And they gave me am- amazing opportunities to to perform for kids and perform outreach at elementary schools. And for me, as a young musician, um, I was so used to performing for uh, more mature audiences and uh, an older age, an average older age, that I really didn't get that opportunity to perform for young children. And when I got that opportunity, just to feel their incredible energy and, and excitement for, for us just being there and uh, presenting to them was an amazing feeling and something I had never experienced before. Um, and when, during my freshman year of high school, 
uh, I found out that my own town, uh, our elementary school, shut down their music program. And to me, mm. remembering just how incredible that feeling, that excitement uh, of the young children was, I wanted to start and I wanted to initiate a project where I can spread my love of classical music and all the, the amazing gifts it's brought me to all these young children that uh, don't really know about it. Um, so that's an that's amazing thing to realize when you're when you're 14, 15. How old were you, Noah? Oh yes, I was. Uh, I believe 14 years old. That's amazing. Yes. And I realized I forgot to set up a little bit uh, more background about you guys. So you're all musicians, um, and you're all sort of music education advocates. Um, can Noah, what do you play, and um, tell us what your 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 current age and grade level is yes so i play the cello and i'm currently uh second semester senior uh high school student sydney um i play the cello as well <laughs> and i'm currently a junior in college and sue so you, you, you can just tell us you, you're an awesome mom and what do you play <laughs> <laughs> well you don't want to know my age now <laughs> uh, i would never presume to ask because i wouldn't want anybody to ask me <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad you didn't. But uh, so I, I play the cello. Um, you know, I, I teach cello right now, but I uh, majored in cello when I was younger, and I studied practically all my young, uh, young life. So Noah, you were talking a little bit about the origins of Back to Bach being a reaction to uh, music being taken away from from the experiences that the elementary school kids after you. Uh, would be able to have. Um, that's something that I think the general public understands that the, you know, in the in the past generation or so, the cuts in arts and music programs have, uh, have been pretty devastating. Um, we were starting to build that back up in the last couple of years. Um, but um, I think we're all feeling like that might be on the fence again as well. Um, so can you guys uh, maybe talk about what that music education meant to you all? You, I mean, you're wonderfully trained classical musicians who are making professions out of it. Um, but maybe you can talk about why a music education is important for every kid. Hmm. Um, I think I could say something about that. Um, because I, I actually started both Sydney and Noah on the cello. And um, primarily the reason for starting them was not for them to become world-class musicians, but, but more so that they would, um, whatever they did in life, um, they would know how to use their time, to manage their time. To, they would learn how to be creative. Um, they would have, uh, you know, a hand-eye coordination, all those things that come along with um, learning music, you know, I thought was would be helpful to their development in uh, in, in many sense. So uh, I started them on the cello, and Sydney started at six, and Noah started at eight. And um, as they progressed, I saw that they took a lot of interest in it, and they they got better, and they practiced and got better, and practiced and so forth. And I noticed that as they're doing that. They're also their writing became more creative. Um, they they were you know they they were reading different kinds of books. It was it wasn't just music, but the creativity music I feel like led them to um, discover new things 
or like surrounding them. And because when you have small successes in music, music requires a lot of work and a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. And when children achieve those small successes with learning a phrase, learning a piece, learning, you know, a small movement, whatever it is, they feel empowered to do other things that are um, given on their plate. Um, they feel like they can, they, they know the, the secret to getting good at something that they work on, work on it. They work hard, they manage their time and then they are rewarded. So that kind of, um, um, uh, training from an early age, I felt like led them to successes, not only in music, of course, in music, because they practiced and worked hard, but successes in other areas of, um, their life, such as schoolwork. Um, Sydney was, you know, especially good in writing. And she, I, I feel that she's very creative in her writing. Mm. Um, Noah's just, you know, he's just curious about everything. So he, you know, if, you, if it was up to him, he would probably be, be like, um, he would have a doctorate in all the facts in basketball. Cause he's like, he loves basketball, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have much time to play basketball now, you know, cause he has, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so many other things on his play, but you know, it's funny. I was thinking about stats, and I mean, he really. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned that about basketball. Um, I know we're going to do another, another session uh, on this series about um, art and sports because um, they often get sort of lumped in the resource category. But um, I was uh, typically an anomaly uh, where I was playing rugby and doing my artwork at the same time and um, people always thought those two things didn't go together but I guess Noah and I are showing them <laughs> <laughs> so um sorry Sue go right ahead oh no no I'm sorry no I was just gonna add that the creativity that the music brings it's really endless it doesn't stop with music it kind of flows into other aspects of the children's lives Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, one thing that we talk about the arts bringing to children is civic engagement. And that certainly has, <laughs> has come through you um, and Sydney and Noah um, in this sort of giving back program that you all are developing together. So, Sydney, your mom just talked about um, practice and practice and practice. And when you guys came here and talked to all the kids in different parts of Jacksonville about what you do, that was one of your main themes about how you got to where you were. So these kids walk in, they see these incredibly accomplished musicians that kind of look like them. They're, they are almost that age. I mean, they can see, um, they can see themselves just a a, a slightly older in you. Um, But then, so they start asking more about how they get there. They can, they can see that point and they can see maybe getting there. So they ask you about how you get there you talk about practice. So for all the adults that surround me sometimes and say, well, art is for the talented. Um, and so if we don't see that talent early on, then we should send them in another direction. Um, what, what should we be saying to those folks um, who, who think art is a talent, it's inherent, and, um, and that's the kids that should be nurtured? Well, I think... Um I think talent, of course, um, is an added bonus, but I think there's actually a book called like, Talent is Overrated, where um, it basically talks about uh, how, um, although talent is wonderful, um, that's not everything. And mm-hmm. so I think it's so important to keep in mind that 
like everybody that gets to wear like all the musicians that come um, from back to back and we all got here not more so because of the work that we put in and I think for um, younger musicians it can seem a little bit daunting um, because you know I guess a lot of practice is involved um, but I think it's also really important to remember that it doesn't have to be like hours all at once like even when I started um, my mom wasn't like Sydney you need to practice like four hours like today go go do it it wasn't like that it was you know like little by little but when I started it was like 10 minutes 15 minutes and I think um, of course over time it increased um, but that came also because my love for classical music just grew and it just came to a point where the time would just fly by and I wouldn't even notice so I think um, for those that are just starting on this path of um, becoming interested in the arts and just taking on uh, an instrument or whatever um, passion they may have. Um, I think it's just to keep on trucking along. You know, everybody, everybody is different and everybody's pacing is different and um, how much they practice is very individual. Yeah. Um, and but, we talk about developing grit in kids all the time. <laughs> and, and we talk about academic before performance uh, relying on grit and developing that in, in our next generation. And this is that. This is highly developed grit. Yeah. Um, you talked about classical, Sydney. So um, you're, the subtitle for Back to Bach is Kids for Classical. So can somebody talk about why classical? Well, classical, because I think when Noah started it, that's, you know, that was the kind of Main music. Focus. Yeah. Right. That's the Definitely. music that he was playing with at Julia pre-college. Yeah. And that's, you know, and he, he was, that's the music, kind of music that was, he was exposed to and he loved and he was taught. So he wanted to, he wanted to bring that about to the elementary schools because, you know, there were like a lot of pop stuff going on in elementary school and, and rock stuff, but. I think classical is sort of like unrecognized in, in elementary schools. Mm. Well, I think um, just coming from like having gone through public school um, myself, I think, I guess classical, because our whole group consists of classical musicians and this is the one common passion that we found together. And we just want to really share how excited we are about it. And so... I guess, in a sense, our presentations are classical music focused since we are, I mean, since we all play classical music. Um, so I think that's kind of also where it came about. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed how accessible you made classical music to all the kids in the room, um, but the adults as well. So like family members and and other teachers that were in the room, um, I think felt a, a different kind of connection. Um, I think in the arts, sort of the sort of canon of accepted arts also tends to come with a sort of an elitist shouldering sometimes. Um, but it, it doesn't need to be that way at all. I, I think we're, we can all learn to enjoy classical music for all the reasons we jo enjoy other types of music. And I think we, we put things above elementary school 
kids um, just out of their reach that really doesn't need to be. I think we underestimate them and their capacity to learn. I think we also need to make classical music more accessible mm -hmm. to um, young kids and not think of it as oh, uh, classical music as for older kids. Mm -hmm. uh, young kids can enjoy the sounds of classical music just as well. And, you know, um, importantly, I, actually, classical music is uh, more uh, easily reachable when you start younger yes. than if you start much older. Yes. So, you know, that's another reason why we went to elementary schools and not like junior high schools. And mm -hmm. also the peer-to-peer -peer inspiration, I think, is really important because it gives a chance for the younger students to see that, hey, you know what, that's th that person's not very far off from, 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 uh, from where I am. You know, not, not much taller, not much bigger, yeah. not much older. Yes. So maybe I could do that too. It's, it's certainly, suddenly it becomes more obtainable and accessible and reachable and not something that, you know, is for like old folks. Absolutely. I, as a mom, I'm learning that too, Sue. So um, all the leads are intimately familiar with my daughter, Maria, who's three and a half. <laughs> um, but uh, Maria, for some reason, um, we, so we introduced her to a ton of music very early on. Um, she is hooked on Coltrane, and um, if she and she asked for it by the phrase tutu music, and uh, <laughs> because of the uh -huh. horns. So, and, and uh -huh. she, what's really interesting to me is that if I play Miles Davis, she says no, it's wrong, because uh -huh. she can pick out very distinctly what she likes about Coltrane, and, and it's not because she's had any long lessons. It's just that. I think kids in, intuitively hear things and, and pick up on things that that we don't. Um, had we had we played, I mean, it's the same with classical. She can also do heavy metal. I mean, she she's a Metallica fan as well. So, <laughs> so I mean, I think that we don't give credit to children early enough about being able to sort of distinct between styles and and have their own opinion about music. When they get an early start, when they get older, you know, it's just there's something about the way kids learn that um, if they start at a younger age, then at an older age, they pick up things faster. It just seems less foreign. Um, it, you know, there's just a better chemistry, you know, with, with learning music. Yes, absolutely. And I think some of the advocacy that I've been doing here in Jacksonville, but people are doing all over the nation, is that early learning piece. So, um we're we're pulling things out as Noah talked about pulling mu general music out of the curriculum in elementary school really has an effect uh, and everything on down the line um same with um sort of doing music movement art classes and sort of early elementary school and, and pre-k those are also great entry points to all of that so um, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? I, I get to follow you all on Facebook and YouTube and all that fun stuff. Um, I know some of you have been traveling. Noah, you had big news about being accepted to Harvard. That's very exciting. Um, so, Sydney, will you start? Um, just uh, You've had a couple of big events going on in your life. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, it's been a very exciting year. Um, I think probably one of the busiest for me at school, mm -hmm. um, but also exciting. Actually, Mar in March, um, I went on tour to Shanghai and Hong Kong, mm -hmm. um, and it was basically a part of our school project called Curtis on Tour, um, where we basically traveled to different places and 
we really follow the school's mission of learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And I guess what that essentially means is by going on these tours and constantly um, performing, we really get that kind of exposure to performing the performance experience and um, learning from them and um, just working with wonderful colleagues and faculty members and alumni. Um, it all makes this experience just so wonderful. And um, I think it was definitely one of those kind of experiences that I think it was like a once in a lifetime type of thing. And uh, we played in, we played two concerts in a span of a week, um, one in Shanghai and one in Hong Kong. And uh, it was wonderful just getting to know everybody on the trip and exploring the city, you know, getting to know the culture, eating great food, um, just everything put together just made it so much fun. I, I didn't even, it just, I wasn't even jet lagged when I was there. I was just having so much fun. Mm. So uh, that just happened actually in March. And that, that happened through the Curtis Institute. So you got to do that through your school program. Is that yes. That's amazing. We um, just to sort of pull it back to a little bit for Jacksonville. Um, we've had a something called a STEAM cultural passport for all of our elementary schools for the past couple of years, where um, uh, the district was uh, attempting to, between your first grade year and your fifth grade year, um, offer schools um, three field trips a year to a cultural institution so that by the time they got through elementary school, they had been to every cultural institution in Jacksonville. Um, and that, that was an incredible program. It's being cut back at the moment because it was federal dollars that was... Um, um, that was supporting that. But one of the things that we're trying to advocate for and lobby for is to, to help get some um, philanthropic dollars to offset that because we know that those, those experiences in the arts, um, it's great to have the music program and, and build the skill, but we also want to put these kids in front of professional musicians, bring them into the classroom, have them go to the symphony. Um, because those are those are sort of life-changing moments often for, for people because they're those whole experiences, exactly what you talked about, having that experience, and you're just never going to forget it. That sounds wonderful. Um, Noah, tell us a little bit about what's yeah. going on with you. Yes, yeah, so I also had quite a... Uh, eventful year, I would say, um, in terms of musical development. I recently went to the country of Liechtenstein and had a week of amazing uh, lessons and master classes and uh, performances. And that was where that was uh, studying with Jens Peter Mines, who is a teacher at uh, the Berlin University of the Arts, and um, reaching out uh, outside of classroom music. Uh, I, I also went to, to Florida, actually, uh, in Miami to shoot a video with uh, the band Snarky Puppy. Oh. Um, also through, uh, this was through From the Top, which is the radio program I spoke yes. about uh, before. But um, I, I got to play uh, with Snarky Puppy, one of their songs called Go. And that was definitely very interesting for me because uh, it wasn't classical music. This was I believe, kind of like a folk jazz kind of um, style. And for me, that was definitely foreign because I'm a trained classical musician. Uh, 
Um, yeah. But playing with Snarky probably was definitely an incredible experience. Um, and also, in, in the future, um, in August, we're actually going to have a collaborative tour with Don't Miss a Beat, led by Ulysses uh, Owens, who's also yes. in Jacksonville. Yes, I forgot to mention that fantastic connection. So the first time yes. you guys were here in Jacksonville, we went over to an incredible organization called Don't Miss a Beat um, and got you all connected. And and Ulysses, who's uh, one of the founders, has a connection to the Juilliard School, of course, because uh, he is now a faculty member. Uh-huh. Yes, and we really have to thank you for that. Absolutely. For introducing us to such a wonderful uh, organization. Yeah. And Ulysses is like wonderful. Oh, it's my pleasure. My my one of my favorite things is connecting people who should be in the room together. And you guys have taken off. I mean, they've come up and brought their kids to come and and see you all and and, and do really wonderful yes. things. And um, so I just love watching relationships blossom like that. I think I should be a matchmaker. Maybe that I should change jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely, Sue. Anything you want to say about what's going on with you? Um, I recently, for me, I recently, um, uh, joined the, the, the board of directors of From the Top. Yes. <laughs> they yeah. invited me to, you know, join their, their board. So I am very excited about that. And, um, we're thinking of, uh, doing a separate, um, like a new revised, uh, form of education team. So we're a lot of new things coming up. We have a new CEO, um, and we're, very excited about her and she's you know she's fantastic Gretchen and you know we were discussing new things that will come up in, in from the top and uh, there's a lot of wonderful things so people should definitely watch out for that and um, aside from that you know I'm, I'm going to be an empty nester soon Noah's going off to college mm-hmm. this fall so, so you're gonna come to Florida uh, and hang out with us right um, <laughs> I have to oh definitely I will definitely <laughs> let you know when, when I'm going to Florida but uh yeah, I have a whole bucket list that I want to do after uh, the kids are gone. So I will start to do those. Fantastic. So um, it sounds like we can go to um, uh, you go to YouTube channels. We we can see you in lots of different places. Can you can somebody give us a quick rundown of um, places that people who are listening who are now fascinated by all three of you can go can go look at um, and listen to some of your work. Um, so on YouTube, um, Noah and I actually used to have a channel that we where we posted both of our videos called 2KC um, with the K uh, that's lowercase. Um, but actually now, more recently, we made two separate channels. So if you just type in like Noah Lee Cello or Sydney Lee Cello, um, you'll find more like personalized pages where we just post our own videos of um, our music and our playing. Um, so come, please check us out and subscribe. <laughs> we, would love, uh, we would love for you guys to join us. Fantastic. We'll work on making you guys YouTube sensations. I hear that there's some, there's some popularity and some money in that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys. I'm so sorry. We're, we, um, we can only talk for so long because I can talk to you guys forever. So you just have to come back to Jacksonville. Or I could have to bring the family up to you guys. We love one you. of the. We, love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. we miss you, Allison. We miss you. We miss you too. Um, 
Well, I hope to talk to you guys personally soon. Thank you so much for coming in and being on the podcast with me. This is very fun. <laughs> oh, thank you, Allison. It was so much so fun. Thank you. <laughs> Continue being great advocates for, for music education. And thank you guys for everything that you do. We'll be following your every move. And I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening today. What an incredible threesome. Those uh, three professional cellists have been giving their talent back to the world in, in really beautiful ways. And I'm always so excited to see young people doing their sort of civic and community engagement duties to make sure that the next generation has um, what they need in the same way that they received incredible instruction in their art form as well. So uh, I think in general, we're seeing young people, teenagers, uh, young adults really stepping up and and doing what they know uh, needs to be done. And I'm so proud to, to see uh, our sort of post-millennials. I don't even know what the generation is called, but leading the way um, and leading the way for for the general population. It's it's not it's certainly a, a very giving format um, to make sure that everyone gets access to the arts, to safe schools, to all of those things that we've had the privilege of having uh, for so long. So thanks again to Sue Lee, Sydney Lee, Noah Lee for being on the show and for continuing to do what they do. I hope that you all will also consider what you can do to help encourage other young people to find the arts, uh, practice the arts, and other adults to help make sure that that happens. Um, For those folks that are eight years old and for those who will be eight years old and 15 years. Um, we have lots to do to, to make roads for them. So thank you all for listening and we'll hear from you next time.